I'm Monty. This is the Marriage Bites Podcast. We get real about the joys and challenges of marriage through bites of wisdom we have learned over the years. Our aim is to share this wisdom with you so your marriage won't bite. Are we ready to begin? We're ready. Let's do this. Welcome to the Marriage Bites Podcast, Holiday Edition. It is almost Christmas by the time you will be hearing this. Which means that you'll probably be wanting to do other things and listen to us. Mm -hmm. Yes, probably. But you should be listening to us. The good news is, you can put us on like speed and a half. You can put us on like one and a half speed. And still have time to listen to our podcast and do all the other things that you have to do. So, pro tip. <clears throat> is this, I'm going to make sure this is turned off. The volume. There we go. We're really prepared. <laughs> I don't want myself on to ring in the middle of saying something amazing and then have it ruined by the cell phone. So, Andalyn, I have been thinking that I should offer a New Year's gift to one of our listeners. What? This is new to me. Tell me. Well, I was thinking of getting some, you know, headshots of myself and signing them. And then blowing up, up, blowing them up into big posters. I think our listeners really like that. Or perhaps a throw blanket with me, my picture on it, with a big smile. I think, um, I think our listeners would really like that. I think we need to discuss this privately. Oh, because you have some better... You have some additional ideas. Right. Yeah. Something like that. Try not to move the chair squeaks bad. We need to get you a stool or a chair or something that doesn't squeak that much. We need a recliner. No, wait, that might make noises. That's where, And then you'll fall asleep. That's not going to work. <coughs> Could you imagine? Yeah. <clears throat> so are you all ready for Christmas? Almost. I'm very close. There's just a few small things to finish up, as is normal, but right now I don't feel stressed about it. I'm just taking care of things and doing things, and it'll all be fine in the end. I agree. I think one thing that works for us is that we buy and do preparations for Christmas, usually starting the first of the next year. Yeah, we're at least by like August or September, sometimes earlier, but like... We bought one of our kids' Christmas gifts in June. Mm-hmm. So, I went, yeah. So, that really helps for us. So, anyways, not everybody does it that way. And that's also fine. <clears throat> What's happening in your world? Well, besides coming up with a New Year gift for our one of our listeners, uh, not a whole lot. Okay. Our college-age son is coming home from college for Christmas break on the day we're recording this, so today. Probably in the next few hours. Uh-huh. I can't wait to have him back. It'll be fun to see him, and we have such good conversations, he and I. Once in a while, he'll open up, and then he'll just talk and talk and talk and talk. And for those of you who know him in person, you know that he's really quiet. He hardly says anything. <clears throat> I feel like when he does talk, he says really great things, but sometimes he and I just get in a conversation and he just talks and talks and I love it. 
because then I get to see what's happening in his inner world because he is so like quiet the rest of the time. And now he lives far away and I don't have that opportunity as often. So I personally am very looking forward to having him here. For me, when he comes home, he generally looks at me with a disgusted look and then he sasses me. He -hmm. says something, you know, like he throws the sass at me. Like I'll say something and then he'll say something. It's probably because you sassed him first. Well, I have that right as his dad. I'm supposed to sass him. That's correct. Or tease or be sarcastic and, Mm -hmm. you know, all those things. But he's an adult now. He gets to sass you back if he wants. Well, then I'm going to sass him right back. And that's the way it's going to be. And that is what we call a sassafras. When two people are sassing each other. (laughs) Okay. And it's even better if you're both drinking sarsaparilla at the same time. Great. So what are we talking about today on today's podcast? I believe we're talking about traditions and rituals and the importance of them. That's correct. So it is Christmas time. It is the holiday season, whatever you celebrate or don't celebrate. Um, and it's often around this time of year that we start thinking about traditions. We think about what we do every year. Maybe one of your traditions is going out and cutting down a Christmas tree as a family, or maybe it's getting together on Christmas Eve with the extended family or, you know, a million other things that it could be. But we think about those things more often this time of year. Um, I would say that starts probably at the end of October. Yeah. Like, for a lot of people, people start getting like Halloween's kind of the first thing that hits. And then, and then soon after that, you have Thanksgiving. And then soon after that, you have Christmas. And then a moment later, you have New Year's. Yeah. So this, <clears throat> I would say from like October to December is a time of the a time of the year that's very filled with lots of social traditions and sometimes religious traditions. Um so that's why we're talking about it now, but this concept actually applies for the entire year. This isn't something that is only for Christmas or only for the holiday season. Ah. <coughs> 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 uh. We're, we're- We're editing that out, right? Yes. So a ritual is often um, connected to a religious practice. It doesn't have to be. Um, Sometimes a ritual is also considered something that is done according to social custom or like protocol. For example, a ritual is a handshake when you're meeting a new person. Or... um, What else? What's another ritual? Like baptism for religious people. Baptism is a ritual. It's a right. It's a right. It's a. A rite of passage. It's an. What's the word I'm trying to say? It's an action that happens that's performed. Um, Anyway, we don't need to get too deep into the details. But like a handshake or. um, Where's my list? Like setting up the Christmas tree the day after Thanksgiving is something that sometimes people, that families do as a ritual for their family. But um, one could say that's a tradition. 
or a tradition. I mean, there are differences between rituals and traditions, but I don't want to get too deep into that. Um, a tradition, uh, ceremony, like rituals can be ceremonial. Um, a tradition is often thought about as something that is handed down from previous generations. When I was growing up, we used to always do this thing. And now that I have my own kids, I want to do that same thing with my kids. Something that's kind of passed down through the family generations. It doesn't have to be, though. Sometimes it's handing down beliefs. Sometimes it's telling the stories of your ancestors. So that's what we're talking about. What are some of our family traditions? So, well, some of our traditions is we try to have dinner together. It's been important for most of our marriage. Uh, another tradition that we have is we set up our Christmas tree after Thanksgiving. Sometimes on Thanksgiving Day we've done it, but usually a day or two after Thanksgiving. has been a really fun tradition, especially for the kids. They like doing that. So funny story. This year I took the kids to my sister's house for Thanksgiving and everybody got sick. We came home and pretty much everybody was sick. Sunday after Thanksgiving, I was so sick I could hardly get out of bed the entire day. I do not get that sick very often. And then my two-year-old was just as sick, so he was right next to me the whole day. Um, some of the kids didn't get it as bad as I did, but we did not set up our Christmas tree the day after Thanksgiving. It was like a week later because we all had to get better first. But we did get it set up, and what was funny is we got it set up and we're working on the lights, and then uh, we didn't decorate it. We put very few decorations on it, and then you and I went out and did something, and I said, I told the kids, decorate that Christmas tree before we get home. And I was not expecting anything. We came home and the, the tree was decorated. And they did a good job. They did a good job. Yeah. So it's been it's been sitting there all decorated and ready to go and good for them. Yeah. So our tradition of setting up the Christmas tree was a little bit different this year. But that's okay. Traditions don't necessarily have to be done the exact same way every time. It doesn't. You know... I have a funny story about the Christmas tree. Okay. And my mom is probably not going to listen to this, so... She doesn't you. listen. So, it seems like the last few years, my mom has sent Christmas tree ornaments to our kids. And she sends them out to all of her grandkids. And I think she has about 80 grandkids total. Maybe 90. I don't know. That's way more than she has. Okay. Maybe she's got like 40. It's somewhere in the 40s, I think. Yeah, 40s or 50. Something like that. Anyway... She sends us this package that has Christmas ornament. I want to say ordinance, but it's ornaments. And we got them, and she had each ornament wrapped for each individual kid. So when I opened up the package, the names on all the gifts were to my older brother and his kids. Well, my mom had swapped the packages. She thought she was sending ours to us and my brother's to his kids, but she got our things mixed up. And so she's like, well, just mail it to him and I'll tell him to mail yours to you and I'll pay you the 10 bucks or whatever it costs to, to ship it. And I'm like, okay, sure. So my brother and I, we contacted each other and talked and he said, look, what if we just kept them? And I said, that's a great idea. Then we don't have to worry about shipping them, paying for shipping or having that hassle. Mm -hmm. So we did. The funny thing is when we opened up the gifts, like one of my brother's daughter's name starts with a T. Well, ornament was this nice silver looking T for her name and then you know, consequently for all the other kids. So we have some Christmas ornaments with the wrong letters on our tree. It's <laughs> well, pretty funny. Well, I was joking that we can just turn it upside down and it looks like an L. We don't have a T, but we do have an L. So. We do. We do. <laughs> totally and works. 
Also, another funny story from uh, Christmas tree decorating is that when we were young in our marriage and we had little, like a couple little kids, we didn't have a whole lot of money to to decorate our tree. Mm -hmm. But I had some ammunition. And so I would take strings and tie it around the like a cartridge case, like rifle case uh, rim, and I'd hang that on the tree. And instead of calling it a, a Christmas tree ornament, it was Christmas tree ordinance. It's another name for ammunition is ordinance. Yes, and so. I remember that year we were living in an apartment building that we thought they might not appreciate that so much. So when inspections came, we hurried and took them all off the tree. <laughs> the inspectors came, and then we put them all back on after. <laughs> In fact, I think there's a picture of our oldest child holding one of them in his hand when he was he was very little. Mm, yeah. Good times. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> What's some of our other traditions? Well, several years ago, we started doing a family gift exchange where we exchanged gifts, just us and our kids, and that's been fun. I think we've been doing that for more than a few years. Like, I don't know. Six or seven? I don't know. Well, we've been doing it for well over a decade. Have we? Has oh, it yes. been that long? Yeah. Cameron and Austin were pretty small when we started that. Oh. It's been a long time. Okay. I guess it's been longer than I thought. I really like that because it helps them think of giving to somebody else and they have to think about what their sibling would want. Yeah. And then they have to sometimes interact with them. <laughs> it forces them to talk to each other. <laughs> right. Another thing that we've done as a tradition, it's been kind of hit or miss the last few years, but uh, is we like to, around Christmas time, uh, either make treats or buy treats and then go put on people's doorsteps, knock real hard or ring the doorbell and then run and uh, hopefully not get caught. I think we've been chased once or twice, but it's been a lot of fun. There's been a few times when kids have fallen in the dark and you know, scraped a knee or something. And started fighting in the car and all the things. Yeah, yeah. But it's been fun. We've been doing that. We haven't decided if we're doing it this year. but They really enjoy that because it's like, I don't know, it's just something that we can do together that everybody can participate. And it gets us thinking about other people outside of our family because, I don't know, we're just sort of a bunch of homebodies. So it gets us thinking, okay, who could we take some cookies to? Who might we serve this year? And then the boys love the whole run away fast. It's like serving somebody but with danger. Yes. <laughs> they like the excitement and the they danger of it. Because they don't know if they're going to get chased or if they're going to get caught or mm -hmm. if they're going to whatever. Yeah, it's something that our boys have really enjoyed. Um, something that my family started doing around the time of lockdown is having a family Zoom call on a Sunday evening. So at first we were just doing a Zoom call to check up on each other and see how we're doing. And then we started to read books together. So it became like a family book club. Or we'd also listen to podcasts and then discuss them as a family. And we still have continued that tradition. And it's been so good because we live far away from all of our family. We can't just get together on a weekend. And I have other siblings also who are far away from the rest of the family. And it's really fun to keep tabs and see their kids and see things that they're working on and, you know, just be a part of their life more than we would otherwise. So I've really enjoyed that. My family tried to do that, but it fizzled out after about a month. Mm -hmm. It was all too much work, I think. But anyway, that's been a really nice tradition for myself and my siblings. 
Um, another thing that I think really ties us together as a family is family prayer. Before we eat, we pray together. And then also at night before bed, we gather together to pray together. We might ask a prayer right before going on a long road trip, for example, or just other times. I think that that provides opportunities for us to all come together and be together for a few minutes. I think that's been a ritual that it was a part of my family growing up as well as yours. It was. And that's something that I hope that our kids will continue on with their children. Well, and I think that one especially, it teaches our children something that's grounding. It's somewhat of teaching values, I guess you'd mm-hmm. say. And I know there's a lot of different ways to do that. I'm not saying you have to have a religious background or have it be a religious thing, but it is something that brings us together. I have heard of people who aren't necessarily religious or believe in God to, instead of praying together, will go around the table and everybody talk about something they're thankful for. Most everybody can appreciate the importance of gratitude, whether or not you believe in a higher power. Another tradition that I've enjoyed since my kids were really little is tucking him into bed at night. I remember being a little girl and my mom would come and tuck us in and we loved it so much. And it was a small thing. It doesn't have to take a long time, but just coming and giving us a hug at night. And I did that for our kids for a long time. I still do sometimes. And they're getting a little bit older now and they don't necessarily want that. Or I, think, they I actually think that's one of the big things Cameron, our oldest, is going to be looking forward to. He's 20 years old, but he likes to be tucked in. We'll be tucking him in when Pushing he the here. covers in. Like on Elf. Yep, kiss him on the forehead. He will not like that. <laughs> he wouldn't like that at all. Like, Mom, what are you doing? But it's just a little moment to check in with your kids, say goodnight, tell them you love them. If they have something that's on their mind, sometimes that's a really good moment for them to be able to talk to you about it. And so that's um, another tradition that we've done over many years and really enjoyed. So why are these things important? I think a big reason why traditions in families are so important is because it provides a sense of belonging and identity to the children and to the family as a whole. It helps remind us who we are and where we came from. It helps us know that we belong somewhere. There was a time when we were talking more often about who we are as a family. Like, we're the Price family. We do this. We don't do this as a way of helping our kids know where they fit. So I think traditions really can serve that function. Like family prayer, I think does this. Like, hey, we're gonna gather everybody in the family. Everybody belongs here. Everybody is important. And we wait till everybody is here, unless they're at college, like four hours away, then we don't. But we wait till everybody's here and we all pray together and we take turns. And that I believe is something that provides a solid sense of belonging and identity. I think another thing that that these traditions and uh, rituals they do is that they, um, well, there's meaning there to a lot of these things, and those things bind us together. When you have a shared experience in doing something that's repetitive, there there tends to be a, I guess, a closeness that can form. You know, I think of the family that, uh, might be cliche, but the family that, that meets together for Thanksgiving, right, and meets together for every Thanksgiving, it begins to be... Well, it begins to be a tradition and people expect that and then they look forward to it and then they think about who they're going to talk to and what they're going to talk to people about and, and the uh, food they're going to bring the food they're going to eat and mm-hmm. and 
And then there's memories from past Thanksgivings that they look back on with fond memories. And then they talk about those fond memories in the future or, you know, at a, at a future date. And, and it's just something that bonds people together. Yeah. For example, I've talked about the Christmas pie before, and I'm not going to describe what that is here because I've talked about it in a previous episode. But that is something that really has brought my extended family together. Reminds us of our extended family, our cousins, who we may not have seen for many years. And it reminds us of our grandparents and all the fun that we had. It really does help to make memories together. Traditions can create connection between us. For example, exchanging of the gifts. It creates connection. The getting together for Thanksgiving or the Halloween parties or Valentine's Day traditions that people have, summer barbecues. These things extend throughout the year. They create connection between not only your nuclear family, but also close friends or extended family. One of my favorite traditions during the summer is our summer food. Uh, Hamburgers are a thing that probably happens multiple times a week. (laughs) Yep. On any, I mean, it could happen on any given day. But it doesn't happen at at the same time every year. It's just during summer, we're having, we eat a few burgers. Mm -hmm. It's a great tradition. Delicious. Yeah. Yeah, so even a traditional food. There's a salad that my family makes. That salad. We call it that salad, and everybody knows what that means, even though... um, But isn't that part of the tradition? Is that, I'm sure it's got a name, but everyone calls it that salad, and it's mm -hmm. only your family. So your family, there's a shared experience there. There's a shared knowledge of what that is and it means something right and it's something that's served very often especially at like more formal family gatherings and stuff we eat it a lot it is tasty it is really good yeah it's really good also though if you think about different holidays and whether it's a summer barbecue whether it's a christmas party or a valentine's day date these traditions are providing an opportunity to connect on an emotional level with the people that you love. Whether it's like your whole extended family, your grandparents and everyone on down, or whether it's just you and your spouse. It provides an opportunity to connect. Sometimes it is so hard for people to carve out time from their busy lives to get together with whatever different groups. And if not for these traditions, we might hardly ever see each other. We might never get together. And so the tradition of getting together for the parties or the dates in itself is just a date or just a party, but it provides the opportunity to talk to people who maybe you haven't seen in a long time or to connect with your spouse in a deeper way. It promotes a sense of community. Yes. I'm a little bit of an amateur history buff, if you will. And you look at cultures and empires uh, from now until antiquity, they all have rituals and traditions, some we know of and some we don't. Some have been lost to history. Mm -hmm. But it's something that has been integral with humanity and mankind. I know with rituals they take more of a religious connotation, but it's something that's been with us from the beginning of civilization, at least, that we know of and probably even pre-civilization. And so it's so integral to us. It's no different than art. Mankind has been creating art from some of the earliest man that we know of. Uh, You think about those caves in France with the pictures of the bison and the people attacking them. And, and, you know, that's art, Mm -hmm. right? We've been creating music and we've been creating all sorts of things. It's it's, Art is essential to who we are as, as a people. 
But so is traditions, so are rituals. And so they're so important. And I think when it comes to a couple who have been married or together and they're deciding how they want to lay out their family and who they are, taking those traditions from both sides and melding them into something that's their own that they and they can go forward with is, is so important. And it really, I guess, expresses who they are. Mm-hmm. And then with the mixing together of the two different families, you're creating something unique. Right. You know what I mean? Like our family traditions are unique to us. There's no other families that have the traditions that we have. But that's what makes us us. Understanding why traditions are so important to a family, you can take the traditions or the rituals and make them meaningful intentionally. If you understand what the purpose of it is, you can practice it in a way that more intentionally creates more connection or creates more of a sense of identity or is more memory making. So it takes something just from a thing that we have to do that stresses us out, turns it into something that is really meaningful and really enriches our lives rather than being a drain. I think one thing to add to all of that, and I know we've said a lot of things here, it gives you something to look forward to. Knowing that a family tradition, for say if it's a holiday or a birthday or something, you always have something to look forward to. Mm -hmm. You always do. You know, once Christmas is over, we have we look forward to New Year's. Once New Year's is over, we get to look forward to our anniversary. And so there's always something to look forward to. I think if you are a human being and there's nothing to look forward to, and it's just the day grinds on and on, it's really hard to say that you're really living a happy life. Looking forward to things, especially things that have tradition and, and connection, make life worth living. Yeah. That was the Star Trek theme. I don't know if you can hear it. But our, our home phone has the uh, the song to the uh, the original Star Trek as the ringtone. Thank and you, children. Yes, our children did that. <clears throat> I don't know if it's coming through on the microphone or not. Yeah, I don't I'll know have to wait is. to listen to I the recording. Know. Well, our show today is brought to you by snowballs. They're cold, they're icy, and if you pack them tight, they hurt when they hit you. But don't put rocks in the middle. Yes, and don't eat them if they're yellow. So. All right, see you all next week. Bye! Bye. Thanks for listening to the Marriage Bites Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Let us know what you took away from this episode by sending us an email at info at You can also see what we're up to on Facebook and Instagram at Andalyn Price Coaching. Or you can visit my website, andalynprice.com, to learn more. See you next week. Bye! Bye. The heater just kicked on, and now it's going to be loud. Throw a book over it. That's going to be louder. I'll try it, but it's probably going to be louder. Well, maybe that it's helps. not so loud. It's a tradition of me being right sometimes. <clears throat> and you being wrong. Aww. <laughs> it's occasional.